There's a word from the Lord this morning as we celebrate young adult ministry. I was so happy uh, to see all the wonderful things that our young adults have been doing. Although they, they could not do it as we normally do, they still did and they still are doing. And I encourage all of you, no matter where you are, do something for the kingdom. Thank you for all that you are doing. Ministries all over Bible Way have been doing that from our deacons to our senior enrichment to the men, the, the women, youth, ushers, care groups. All of them are doing wonderful worship and arts ministry. Thank you so much for all that you do. This message today uh, is a special assignment given to me in this series for our young adult all over the world, not just at Bible Way. And although God may have had young adults in mind, it is for everyone. Everyone can be blessed by God's word. I have no reservation in telling people how powerful the preach word is because I have no pride of authorship. It is not from me. I am simply just an open vessel that God uses to bring forth this word. And so the series that we are in is entitled Seeing Others as God Sees Them. At the beginning of this year, we adopted as our theme for the ministry here in Columbia on Atlas Road as Perfect Vision, 2020 Perfect Vision. And we said then, that perfect vision is seeing as God sees. The first series of messages that we opened with in January was entitled Seeing Ourselves as God Sees Us. And now, in the fall of 2020, a lot has happened <laughs> since January to now September of 2020. But God is still good. This series is entitled Seeing Others as God Sees Them. Our text for today's message, which is the fourth message in this series, is found in the gospel that has been recorded by St. Mark, chapter 7 and verses 31 to verse 37, reading this morning from the New Living translation. Mark chapter 7 beginning at verse 31, the New Living translation. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the regions of ten towns. Verse 32, a deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Jesus, look at verse 33, led him away from the crowd so that they could be alone. He put his finger in the man's ear, then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said, 
Ephatha, which simply means be open. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. Verse 37, they were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. (laughs) He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Our subject for this fourth message in this series, once again, this series is entitled Seeing Others as God Sees Them. Our subject is lifted directly from verse 33, that first clause in verse 33. It simply says, Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, away from the crowd. Away from the crowd. It's a good thing sometimes to get away from the crowd. Listen, as I began to evaluate my life, as I began to apply this message to my life, one of the things I learned as a young minister when I first started in the ministry an, elder, an older minister said to me, son, before you serve the food, you ought to taste the food. So he said that you ought to eat it before you serve it. And God has always allowed me to apply the word before I preach to myself and my life. And so as I look back over my own life, I have come to the conclusion that some of my greatest blessings from the Lord have been personal and private. Say that again. Personal and private. Occurring somewhere away from the crowd. Some of the best things that have ever happened in my life happened when no one else knew about it, but just me and God. Listen, although I may have been in public places and oftentimes surrounded by other people, these people had no earthly idea of what was happening at that moment in my life. It was personal, (laughs) it was private. It was just between me and my God. 
Has anybody ever been there? I'm convinced that all of us have that testimony. That we've had some great blessings that have happened somewhere away from the crowd. Now I know that this is somewhat uh, difficult to understand in this time and in this age in which we live in today. In this social media age that we love and we appreciate the fact, listen, uh, where would the world be without Facebook Live in the midst of this pandemic? It has helped and blessed so many people and so many ministries. But in this social media age, in which it seems that so many people want everyone to know everything about what happens in their life. We, we live in an age now, I said to the church this morning, if you wake up with a headache, all your friends all across the country know it. If you had a bad dream, before you eat breakfast, somebody's already got it out on social media. They know everything there is to know about you. I often ask people, people come to me and say, I heard this. And I say, how did y'all know that? And they said, Facebook. I, they come to me again, stuff I'd never even heard about. Mama. I just, I guess because I'm not an active participant on Facebook. And I says, how did y'all know that? Facebook, social media, in which people seem to know everything about everybody. Here's what God said to me. It is somewhat refreshing to know that there are still some people that do recognize that everything in their lives does not need to be publicized. All the blessings in your life, everybody doesn't need to know about everything in your life. Trust me, I love you, but I don't need to know what you had for dinner every night. I don't need to know uh, that you think you may be catching something that you never catch in your life. Everything you go through, everyone does not need to know. It is perhaps even more important, don't miss this, as it relates to some blessings in your life. You don't have to publicize every blessing in your life. Let God bless you with some stuff that people have to figure it out. You don't have to tell them. And you hope they never figure it out because it is not for public consumption. It is between you and your God. There's a scripture that is found in Psalms 27, verse 5. David writes this, the New King James puts it this way. He says, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Listen to this. Here's the relevant part. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Sometimes God takes you in a secret place. Does some stuff for you that is between you 
and God. God hides you. God protects you. God blesses you. And, and, and folk don't know when it happened, how it happened, when you got it, uh, how did you get it. You just smile and say to God, be the glory. Listen, being away from the crowd can also be very therapeutic and beneficial in our lives. For that is when, when, when we separate, when we're away from the crowd, for that is when uh, uh, it is often when the Lord moves in our life in a supernatural way. When we are away from the crowd. Here's what God said to me. For that is the time in which we experience fewer distractions and distractors. <laughs> because a whole lot of us would be in a different place in our life if we knew how to deal with the distractions. If we knew how to separate ourselves from the distractors. There are a whole lot of people in our lives that come dressed up as friends, but in fact distract us. A whole lot of people in our lives may come as a brother and a sister, but in fact they are distractors. A whole lot of people volunteer to serve as mentors in our life, but they are distractors separating you from where God wants you to be. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Isaiah chapter 6 in which Isaiah shares his personal testimony. Uh, you've heard me teach this often on Tuesday nights Bible way doing Bible study. For Isaiah chapter 6 verse number 1, Isaiah who was a phenomenal man of God, an eagle-eyed prophet, perhaps known in the Old Testament as the greatest of all the recorded prophets who wrote in the Bible. Look at Isaiah's testimony in chapter 6 verse number 1. Isaiah says this, in the year that King Uzziah died. Saw the Lord. Now you've got to understand something. Uh, the context to this verse is that Uzziah was not only the king of Israel, but he was also Isaiah's cousin and mentor, and Isaiah idolized Uzziah. He all he wanted to be was like his cousin Uzziah. But what Isaiah did not understand was it was difficult for him to see God when his focus was on Isaiah. Isaiah was Isaiah's distractor. He was a distraction from God. And here's what the verse goes on to say. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and his train of his robe filled the temple. Now, the truth of the matter is, Matt, God had been there all along. It wasn't that God showed up after Isaiah died. It was just that Isaiah didn't recognize who God was until something was removed out of his life. 
Sometimes God has to move things and move folk and change situations out of our life. And it may be uncomfortable. It may be something that we uh, physically regret. But what we don't know is that God is setting us up for a blessing. Can I tell you something? Isaiah could not have written Isaiah 53 if Isaiah was still alive. Isaiah could not have written Isaiah chapter 40, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. God had to remove the distractions and the distractors out of his life. God had to pull him away from the company of someone he thought he needed in his life. Yes, my brothers and sisters, sometimes God says, I've got a blessing waiting for you, but I need you to separate yourself from the crowd. I need to pull you away from the crowd because everybody that's with you is not for you. And there's some folk, <laughs> Ooh, I, I show you this when we get into the text. They aren't in a position to even understand what God is about to do in your life. Listen, as we turn to the text, let us examine in this text a wonderful example of how the Lord blessed someone with the miracle they so desired, but it was done somewhere away from the crowd. Look at this miracle. This miracle is only recorded in the gospel that had been recorded by St. Mark. Mark is the only gospel writer who picks up this narrative. Uh, we're told in Mark's account of this miracle in verse 32 that a man who was deaf, one translation simply says, and could hardly talk was brought to Jesus. The New Living Translation says he was deaf with a speech impediment. He was brought to Jesus by his friends. But note, he was brought to Jesus in the midst of a crowd. They brought this man with a need. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. God bless me with this. People think they're helping you. But a lot of times, people just want to display you. Not knowing that that is not what God has in mind. So they were his friends. And they bring him to Jesus in the midst of the crowd. Here's what the text says. And the text says, and the people. Now, I noticed something. The text never did say, Brother Eric, that the friends who brought him only, the people begged Jesus. The crowd begged Jesus to lay his hands on this man and to heal him. They wanted Jesus to heal this man right then and right there. People wanted to see a miracle. Bless the Lord. I'm going somewhere. I got to go through this. I, the people wanted to see a miracle. God said to me months as I was preparing this series. Two months ago, I was dealing with this message. And God said to me, 
everything people want to see in your life, God doesn't need them to see. There's some things that God says, I'll do what you want me to do, but I'm not doing it so that the people can see it. The people wanted to see a miracle. The text says, Mark says, they begged Jesus. Matthew Henry in his dissertation of the text uh, examines the Greek word beg and it says that they profusely begged Jesus. They, they, they continuously asked Jesus. They, they emotionally made their plea for Jesus. Please heal this man right now and right here. Do it in front of everyone. However, Jesus had a different plan for this man's life. Somebody ought to be glad that God had a different plan for your life. Somebody ought to praise God right now. If we had a church full of folk, I would tell you to clap your hands and give God a praise and thank God that he had a different plan for your life. God had a not so public plan for this man's life. According to verse 33, here is the text. Jesus takes this man aside. And Mark says, the New Living Translation says, away from the crowd. Now we do know that Jesus had no reservations in healing people in front of other people. He had done that so many times before Bartimaeus was healed on the Jericho Road. Uh, the leper Jesus touched and was healed. The woman with the issue of blood was healed right there in the midst of the crowd. So Jesus had no reservations in healing folk in the crowd, but not this man. <laughs> Jesus said, I've done that before, but, but every now and then, I've got a special blessing designed with your name on it somewhere away from the crowd. Note what happens, the text says, and perhaps this is why Jesus takes him away from the crowd, because everybody did not get healed this way. Uh, Jesus takes this man away from the crowd and the Bible says he puts his fingers in the deaf man's ear and then he does something that has led to much theological homiletical debate among scholars all over the country and all over the world why did Jesus spit in his hands and put his spit in the man's mouth Perhaps the best example of all was given to me by a former professor who's gone on to be with the Lord, Dr. Larkin, who dealt with this New Testament narrative. You know him, Mac. He taught at CIU. And he gave us some context that perhaps put this in some perspective. He says uh, in first century Palestine, when you share your saliva with anyone else, it was a symbolic gesture that you have become one. He didn't do it often. In fact, there aren't any other examples of much in which Jesus takes his own body fluids and put it in a man's mouth. Uh, it, was it wasn't an insult. 
Jesus didn't do this to embarrass the man. He says, you know what? I'm going to heal you. And I've healed many people before. But this miracle is a little different. I'm going to do something for you that I don't do for everybody else. And because it is so different, I don't need this to be seen or shared by anybody else. Anybody in here so glad that some of the best things God ever did for you was just for you. And sometimes God does some things for us that nobody else ought to know about because it's not for everybody. It is the favor of God. Jesus sticks his fingers in the man's ear. He wets his fingers with his own saliva. And the text says, and he put his hand in the man's mouth, not to insult him, but to bless him. He wanted this man to know, listen, not only are you going to get your hearing and your speech back, but I'm going to give you a little bit of Jesus inside of you. I'm going to give you something inside of you that's separate from anything. I'm going to give you something that represents both the humanity and the divinity of who I am. I am. I am the Christ, the son of the living God. And in you, you're going to have a part of me that no other man on the universe has. And this was so dynamic that it could not be shared by everybody else. Who am I preaching to? God says, I'm going to do something in your life that you don't need to tell anybody else. When I eradicate all your debt, when I pay off all your student loans, when I help you pay off your mortgage, when I heal your body, when I restore your family, I'm going to do things that if people even thought about it, they would say, how in the world all of that happened? It was between you and God. Somebody ought to just take a moment right now to give God your best praise. Somebody lift those hands and say, do it, Lord. Listen, listen. Here's verse 35. The man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened. Somebody say, loose, Lord. He began to speak plainly. But I like how the Message Bible puts it. The Message Bible says, and it happened. Listen to what the Message Bible said. And it happened. The man's hearing was clear. His speech plain. And then the Message Bible added something that just tore my soul up. Oh, I must confess, when I read this for the Message Bible, I had to put it down and praise God. And the Message Bible said, just like that. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say, just like that. God's going to heal your family just like that. God's going to restore your finances just like that. God's going to bring you out of bondage just like that. God will deliver you from alcoholism just like that. God's going to set your feet on a sure foundation just like that. Woo! Somebody ought to give God a just like that praise. Come on, Zion. Come on, somebody. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Write it down. Post it. Send it out. Just like. Just like. Just like. Woo, y'all make me. I gotta, I gotta get through this. 
I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. I, I feel like preaching. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Somebody say just like that. Just like that. God turned his situation around. Now here. Just like (laughs) I'm trying to leave that brother freeze, but I'm stuck there for a moment. Ah, use your Holy Ghost imagination. Anybody can think of something God did for you that only God did. Somebody just shout just like that. God healed my body just like that. God God turned it around. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did it. 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 In your living room. Leap one time and say just like that. On your front porch just like that. In your backyard just like. Listen. Trying to get through this. Three key takeaways from today's message that I need you to remember. Takeaway number one is this every blessing in your life is not for public consumption. Some of your greatest blessings are between you and your God. Somebody say, away from the crowd. Every blessing is not for everybody to know about. Everybody doesn't need to know what God has done in your life. Some of them just between you and God. Amen. Second one is this. God said to me that it can be very therapeutic. Listen. To come to a place in our lives... I want every young person under the sound of my voice to hear this. And if you know some young people who perhaps did not view this service, I need you to send them this. It can be very therapeutic to come to a place in our lives where we do not feel the need to be validated by others. Take a picture of that. Text it out. Send it to someone. Sister Sheila, send it to the young adults. Send it to other folk. It can be very therapeutic to come to a place in our lives where we don't live our lives just for other people to say to us, well done. Because God says if they don't ever say well done, as long as it is well with you and God, everything is all right. And here's the third one. Come on, young adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the third one. I told you at 8 o'clock I was going to cut these young folk loose. Let them praise God. Here's the third one. It's a good thing to have a public praise 
about a private blessing. Folk may not know about your blessing, but they can see your praise. David in 2 Samuel 6.14, the Bible says, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. So I say to you, come on, Anthony, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, everybody ought to praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. 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 Praise the
Listen. Lift those hands wherever you are. So the question is, why should I praise God? Because God has taken you away from the crowd and given you a blessing. <laughs> ah, the old folk user says, you can't tell it. Let me tell it. Ah, can't nobody do me like Jesus. You don't know what God has been. Woo! God has been so good. God, God. The old folk used to say, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You know that happened. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. I can enjoy when I think about what he's done for me. Oh, y'all enjoy when I think about what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You can tell it, let me tell what he's done for me. You can tell it, let me tell what he's done for me. Have you been good to me around? What he's done for me. Put my feet on higher ground. What he's done for me. Go ahead, brother musician. That's all right, guys. Go ahead, friend. Yeah. Woo. Listen, y'all. Y'all gonna make me hurt myself. <laughs> Amen. I'll be sore tonight. Amen. Thank God for this. Listen, as we prepare for the altar, the reason why we praise God is because, as Pastor Tri Tibbet said, Tribbet said, He is our everything. I don't know about you, but God is our everything. Ooh. He's my peace. He's my joy. He's my sorrow. He's my hope for tomorrow. Ooh. God has blessed me in so many private ways that we can declare and decree right now that God is our everything come on and worship with us right now
It's just you and I, Lord. Uh, I need you to do something in my life that is between just you and your God. Then he can become your everything. He's your healer. He's your savior. He's your redeemer. I found out 14 years ago he's your father. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a mother. He's a doctor in the sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. Yes, he is. Come on, somebody tell him again. Come on. Close those eyes if you can, if you're in a position where you can lift your hands. The reason we do not feel the need to be validated by others is because he's already our everything. <laughs> the reason why you don't need the praises of others, you don't need others to always pat you on the back, is because he is your everything. He's an encourager. Ooh, he is the source of our strength and the strength of our joy. Ooh, he is our everything. We're praying for someone right now. If you need to be saved, if you don't have that relationship with the Lord, listen, if you're looking for a church home, now the church is virtual. And it simply means that we're your partners in prayer. 
If you need us to be your partners in prayer, just call us. If you need a covering, a spiritual covering, so that when you're sick, if you need to call uh, a minister, someone will be on the phone, they're calling you. If there's a family crisis in your life, someone will be there to help talk you through it, help walk you through it. We are there for each other. And it doesn't matter that you do not live in South Carolina. Uh, wherever you are, you can get to us. We've got a toll-free number. It will not cost you anything. Just call. And if we have to Zoom and see your face, we would do that. Whatever is necessary to share the good news with you and to let you know that you are not alone, pick up the phone and make that call right now. To young people all over this country, young adults all over this country I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of all the protests that you've done in the crowd but I'm telling you the next great move in your life perhaps is not going to come in a crowd it is not going to come with you standing in the presence of thousands but God wants to do something in your life personal and private that will allow you to bless the crowd <laughs> we're not ignoring the crowd we just don't need to be validated by the crowd God says I'll do something in your life that would allow you to bless masses people with skills and talents God's going to use you to make a difference in this world let us pray Lord God, we thank you for this fourth message in this series. Thank you for reminding us that you had to take this man away from the crowd because you were about to do something unique for him and him alone. You didn't put your hand in everybody's mouth. <laughs> it was just for this man. You didn't put your ears in every deaf person's ear. It was just for this man. See, Lord... You dropped this in my spirit. He wasn't the only deaf man in the crowd. <laughs> Perhaps he wasn't the only man in the crowd with the speech impediment. But he was the only one whose ears you put your fingers in. He was the only one whose mouth you put your hand in. Sometimes you do things for us that others perhaps have needs in their life for. But you bless us. The favor of God has been on us, Lord. And we say thank you. And although the blessing may have been private, our praise can always be public. We can let others know. We can celebrate what the Lord has done in our life. They can't tell it. Let me tell it. What the Lord has done for me. Bless in a special way encourage someone who's going through something right now let them know that you are their everything but this is our prayer in jesus name we pray and give thanks wherever you are come on and join in these jesus, these young people right now we call so, jesus call him jesus somebody ought to call him jesus Sometimes 
just got to call him. Uh, uh, you got to call him. Sometimes you got to call him. Yeah, call him. Call him. Call him. Call him. Listen. We invite you back to a special Tuesday night service. We want to remind you of our voter participation project called High Five. God has given us this project and I've shared it with pastor friends of mine all over the country. Amen. Everybody identify five people that you can make sure that they'd vote. Michelle Obama said so profoundly that when they go low, we go high. And our high is to make sure that folk go out to vote. Amen. We don't fight violence with violence. We don't respond to insults with insults. Amen. We just make sure that they vote. Amen. Identify five people. Go on our website. You can download the application. Folk have already told me that they've identified five people in places all over the country to make